0: We've got a code! Use code VolleyPod for 20% off almost anything on the Art of Coaching Volleyball website, including premium memberships, coaching resources, and nearly all books. That's VolleyPod, V O L L E Y P O D. Use it to save anytime you're on the site. Are you ready to take your volleyball game to the next level? Every week on The Volley Pod, we talk to two top coaches who share their secrets for success on the court. From drills to build skills to strategies for boosting confidence, you won't want to miss this valuable advice. Tune in now and elevate your game today.
1: good evening welcome to the volley
0: cave and welcome to the volley pod
1: <laughs> how are you today todd
0: you're mi- davis you're mixing it up it's <laughs> good stuff i like it yeah you, you had me going <laughs> uh doing well doing well nice. uh, what what do we have going It's san diego we got pro volleyball in san diego davis who would have ever thought it? i'm so stoked i'm so stoked i'm headed out there on friday friday night the yes. mojo yes. opening night ojan's got me working on friday night Believe it or not. Really doing what? Oh, we got the nines and tens in there. So I mean, there. He's. Slave driver, that guy. Oh man, slave driver. You're they, going to the Mojo, I'm going and to enjoying Mojo, it. And, they and I'm at nine to ten, so it's uh, we got a nice contrast. Yes,
1: there. and we're fans. Obviously, we work at Coast, so you know we're clearly Mojo fans. Yep. And well, I'm they're practicing. Stoked. They practice, yeah, practice Coast. At,
0: our, at Coast facilities. And so I'm just cool. stoked
1: they got it going, and it sounds like it's doing yeah. really well. And I'm just excited to see. I, we've seen them play a little bit. I'm so excited to be at a match live. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll Good be super stuff. fun. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. So it sounds like you are on the skill of the oh, week. Oh,
0: okay. Uh, all right. This one is titled "What to Teach a Beginning Volleyball Player: A Ten-Item Checklist for a First-Year Player." Ooh, okay. So if I think that a player has been playing a year, they should have a pretty good understanding of these things. Okay. Um, starting with movement rules of the road. Okay. Okay. I like it. So. Do they move do they just stand in one spot you look at you know pe volleyball that person's standing there where the idea of opening up the idea of backing up the idea of defensive flow of reading when you see a tip to move forward those would be movement rules of the road that i think uh if you've been playing for a year you should have an understanding of those. i like that i like that
1: we're lacking a few of those and we've played for a while my team so
0: Right. Is well, but, I mean, these aren't things that, hey, uh, people aren't going to be experts, but they right. should be uh, definitely know about them, be exposed right. to them, and be working at those and, and not be surprised like, oh, I didn't, I never heard that. What right? is that? Yeah. Right. Uh, next, serving rhythm. And this is something I see that I think is undertaught. And that is if we're going to step to transfer weight, Then, when we throw a ball, we step and throw. The ball is released right after our foot hits, okay? Because there's a rhythm with that. Because we want to transfer the weight, and then that transfer goes into the speed of our arm. Right. Right. But if we were to step, if let's think of a major league pitcher who does a big windup, steps and then waits thousand one, thousand two, (laughs) and then releases the ball. (laughs) Right. Right. But that's what it is when a kid tosses a high toss and steps and doesn't hit their serve and then oh, hits right. it under the net. Yes. Good and point. so that idea of serving rhythm and knowing that ball contact is directly after the step okay. and that the longer the gap, the weaker, the swing, okay. that's something that servers should learn early. I like that. I like that. That's a good one. Number three, a uh, two-footed balance for serve receive and I was even watching teams last night, you know, some 15s and 16s and they're still standing with their feet kind of all askew and there's no balance. They don't have that two-footed balance and I think that the serves are getting so tough so early now right. that if you can't get on two feet in serve receive, it's really tough to pass. Yes, absolutely. I think uh, it's a great point. Uh, so I think that um, that two-footed balanced and and then the step shuffle footwork out of that right. And I always want that step shuffle footwork, with the feet not coming together. So pretending that if you let's say taped a ruler in between their feet, so their feet have to move still in that balanced position, and so they're never coming together. That's a good one. So yeah. maintaining that yeah. optimal posture, basically. Yep. Yeah. Uh, number four, freezing platform, okay. uh, and I'm in the short stroke in serve receive with hands finishing about waist high and we talk about beginning volleyball players have this long slow stroke and a lot of times their hands are finishing above their head when they start playing volleyball (laughs) and learning that wait a minute the if you watch you know the advanced volleyball players this is how they do it their hands aren't above their head right (laughs) right uh next reading anticipation taking the eyes off of the ball right and you have ball watchers who are watching the ball but they don't see that the players coming in and showing tip right right so their eyes are in the wrong spot so they're gonna get their eyes off the ball and on to the next person who will contact it
1: oh man and you hear coaches at the higher levels complaining about this all the time but i don't think it's taught that well you gotta, well ta- and you gotta reinforce
0: it over yes. and over and over yeah i mean it's not you can't do it once uh defensive posture I kind of stole Trevor Reagan's actually a lot last night with the 11s. We talked about the, the Zoo Tiger and Jungle Tiger. Have you heard, heard him that. do that? Uh-huh. And so we did with the 11s, you'll like this. So we did the a Zoo Tiger, okay. Right? Has a posture of what? Kind of kicking back, looking like right. right? a Zoo Tiger is there for pictures. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. be a picture sit there and then at four o'clock the food comes right there's it's no all yeah. right everything's easy yeah. everything's <laughs> relaxing and so i had our 11s do zoo tiger postures okay and so our 11 year old girls were doing these casual <laughs> postures hands on the hips <laughs> kicking <laughs> back yeah, right awesome. and then we had jungle tiger okay where hey you're out in the jungle okay. there's it's uh you know eat or be eaten Right. right. <laughs> you have to be in that type of posture. So we distinguish between zoo like tiger that. and jungle tiger posture. I like that. That's cool. So, That's cool. Um, yeah, Trevor Reagan talks about practices and about, you know, um, trying to get kids into game action and not just feeding balls right to them, which would be in the zoo, right? Are you in the zoo? Or are you in the jungle? Are like yes. you playing? Right. That's a good. Point. And so next floor moves. Mm. You're one of the only coaches I see doing these consistently, right? And i think we have to teach kids and i think they can be fun for a young age right how far can you slide you know wear sleeves put socks on your hands how far can you go and it's fun right absolutely and kids enjoy it so teaching them floor moves Uh, approaches two three four step with the left step behind the 10-foot line and i see all these kids on these teams and they're right on top of the net and they can't hit the ball over the net because they're 2 feet from the net absolutely and they're touching you know you know 7 feet 5 or so i don't know what right. they're touching but it's it's not <laughs> high enough to be that close to the net and have right. any kind of geometry i'm not a big math guy but i can figure that geometry is bad <laughs> 1 inch yeah no good point. uh next uh attacking hand contact ooh that's a good one and i want to get into two things here so okay. the first one is the shape and spin right and I played around yesterday with, I I saw it, I was on the AOC website and I was looking and a guy did just an individual thing with a player where the player just kind of tosses the ball up and their right hand or their attacking hand just works on creating spin with this move, this kind of move, underhand move to kind of, Peel the orange is what that's, you know, the mood. That's what, uh, John Dunning calls it. Okay. But can you get the ball to spin a lot that way? Right. And then taking that idea and saying, now nah, we just have to take that idea and put it in the pizza box. Uh-huh. And then the same thing is that idea. And we're not snapping. We're going from like pizza right. box to fingers to the ceiling. Right? right. So we're going from your fingers to the back wall, to fingers to the ceiling that's ah. the snap the snap isn't from the ceiling down right. and that's why i'm so against all of that hitting into the ground to warm up because right. the fingers start pointing to the ceiling and they end down and that's not how we want them to hit right. we want them to hit with their fingers to the back wall yes behind them and then contacting the ball and then to the ceiling
1: yes okay absolutely and that's
0: going to impart shape and spin so that's the first part and we talk about the idea of mouse trap i'm getting in this mouse trap where you pull the trap and it goes all the way back to the back of your head and that's something that's a little new for me i like that so it's kind of preparing that trap and then letting it go but we want to make contact in the pizza box we want to I like make contact that. here not there right that's and when you have kids practice hitting the ball into the ground they're practicing the bad thing they're practicing a bad habit okay
1: so our first uh part of our arm swing warm-up is what i call short deep where the hitter is about five feet from the net very close so they have to hit the ball up with shape right and so can the first thing you do be hitting with shape right like don't hit down you're gonna mess up your arm swing you're gonna bring everything down it's whole, it's, no it's the stupidest thing in our sport it's no good and the I kids want to do it so oh <laughs> they think it's this, they
0: think it's so oh my gosh
1: and i'm like we're hitting deep and then our second one is just deep deep we're never yeah. hitting down yeah so oh, i'm with you on that yeah. for sure
0: well you think about you know hey i'm a tennis player you think about how many servers would ever warm up their arm by hitting a serve into the ground right? <laughs> it would be the most idiotic thing. And that even uh, our, my tennis net is way lower than a volleyball right. net. But I would never practice hitting a serve into the ground to warm right. up my arm. That makes no sense. I would just swing yeah. slower and hit over the net, right? But every that's tennis like player does. But we have this thing where, you know, it started with male macho say, how oh, high I can bounce right. the ball or something. I right. think it started with that. And then it's been that's the stupidest thing in our sport. Yeah. You know. All right. Along with that, there's a second part of hand contact, and that is lift hip. Okay. Yeah. So there is shape and spin, and then there is lift hip, and it's a one-handed set. My hand stays big. The ball hits the pads of my hand on my fingers. It doesn't hit my palm, and I'm able to lift it over the block, and it lands within five feet of the net. And I think that is a basic skill.
1: Yes. Can you give them, because I want one, one tip on how to make it go shorter? How to make the tips go short yeah
0: yeah i got tips okay. it's it is an elbow wrist move it is not a shoulder move and so they keep moving their shoulder to do okay. it and so it goes deep i just want this gotcha. it's just we're lit that's why we call it a lift hip right. we're lifting it over the block and it's it's going within five feet of the net right over the block and when you're jumping and you have the momentum of your jump, there's even less movement,
1: right? right? All right. you're doing is
0: just kind of touching the bottom of the ball because you have that momentum of your jump,
1: yes. um,
0: to put it there. And so Good. learning that and doing it, standing, starting, and, and I have them finish with their hands still in that same shape. Okay. And I don't want it to spin. It's right. like a one handed set. It doesn't spin. I like it. We it shows get, you have control. We
1: gotta get better at that. So, so important.
0: All right. Uh, next setting. How the ball lands in your hands, and so a lot of our setting is toss to yourself and set, and then catch in your hands, on your window. Yes, and how the ball lands in your hands that tells me a lot. As can you be a person that can set a ball? <laughs> yes, and what are those things we want to see? We want it in the wedge, which we talk about in the wedge between their thumb and forefinger stuck in that wedge yes. with their fingers and pads on the ball, but not their palm on the ball. Right. So uh, a, a lot of people that say, I can't set, it's
1: literally because of that one thing. Well, just and
0: a, it is, can they practice catching the ball? Right. Because a lot shit. of them will catch it and it'll be like two oranges. Yes. They're holding two oranges. And so can their hands be big and can they catch it? And can their thumbs be back at their eyes and can it be in the wedge?
1: So, so John Park, you know him?
0: Yeah, John Park. Yeah,
1: he's awesome. He taught me this. Phrase, no two cups, one big bowl. Ah, what he would say. Okay. So, no two cups, you know, where you got right. the thumbs forward, one big bowl. So, there we go. I yeah, like it. If you can't, I if like you it. don't have that, it tells you that they're probably a little inexperienced well, or them. But nice,
0: talked. it's easy yeah. for them. To, if they just catch it, they can feel it. And yes. then it's a easy way for them to learn and change on their own. I like it. And then the last one, that was 10. Okay. The last one, the bonus is cheering, cheering, cheering. Nice. With intent okay so eye contact strong voice nice okay okay i like it and can everybody get in that's a part of being on a volleyball team and being a great teammate i was so pumped on my
1: team uh they're cheering at All the right, tournament i was gonna tell you, tell that. you yeah did. it was awesome i was All like right. what this is great <laughs> no that was really cool i love that list that's so awesome. that's it
0: what to teach a beginning volleyball player 10 item 11 i give you a bonus 11 item checklist for a first year player
1: All right. So, I am on to the scenario. All right.
0: What's the scenario?
1: Scenario that's all too familiar to me and probably familiar to almost everyone if you've coached long enough. What to do and not do when you lose all of your matches on day one of a tournament.
0: Oh, here we go. We're all fired up. Yeah.
1: May have just happened to me. (laughs) But yeah. (laughs) And it's, I, I wanted to do this now because I actually, do feel the sting of losing those matches right now still. Yeah. But I think one of the things that we do as coaches is our ego is bruised and we can check that and do a lot better. You know, if we check our ego at the door, it's it sort of helps
0: the process. Yeah. And are. the other thing Davis, you know, we we're in this culture and hey, it's the American thing about being competitive and winning. And you've been around me long enough to know that I'm a, I'm a yeah. fairly competitive guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. But when we ask about hey, how did it go? Your initial response is two and one, right? One and two, yes. Oh and three, three and oh. and, and it's just and it's just we're so used to talking in those terms and I, it's probably impossible to change that but it's like no hey we're getting better yeah we're getting better we serve poorly uh, we got or we got bullied by their serve receive right. um whether you win or lose right going to how you played first yes. and then going to the results second yes it's just so, hey we're more making to it. yeah hey yeah. we're making uh, hey such and such had her best attacking day Right. And all the stuff we've been doing with our quick attack and practice is finally showing yes. some. We're getting the fruits of our labor. We're or, getting, or even, it, or even it
1: showed up, but they
0: blocked it. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter yeah, or oh, whatever. But yes. rather than starting with this, you know, this mm-hmm. label of zero and three or three oh, and hundred right. percent. So go ahead. I yes. didn't mean to no, rain on your perfect there.
1: No, and that's basically you. You summed up a lot of it. But you know, I think one of the things with the ego is one day doesn't define you. A lot of times we. We think, oh, I won the championship. And it was 15, 13 in the third. <laughs> I'm a great coach if I win it. I'm a terrible coach if I lose it. It's like, well, the margins they, are.
0: The margins are. Yeah. Small. And there's so many good kids out there uh, playing volleyball now. Absolutely. And, you, and you were talking about watching the 13. Oh, man. They were
1: 16. Yeah. Our team thought they were 6 They're like, is this who we play next? I'm like, not <laughs> unless we go three years younger because they're 13. Anyways, um, I mean, really again, our job is to get them good. And like you said, to help them improve and have a great experience. So you can still get a lot out of the experience whether you win or lose. And that and that's basically what you mentioned. So I can't stand it when I hear people say, we traveled all this way to lose. It's just not, it's not summarizing the entirety of the experience. Well, and yeah,
0: no, I think that's, yeah, I think that's a great point.
1: Yeah. So the first thing I'd like to see coaches do is take a deep breath. Like I can tell when coaches are agitated and they can tell your team can tell when you're agitated. So you got to manage yourself first, Yep. you know, if you can take a deep breath, you know, I wear a hat, get my hat off, get a little water on my head, cool down for just a second. That's going to be helpful if I do that before I talk to the team, I really think that. And then I would say, don't talk negatively. To other people about how your team played, right? Manage that that competitive piece inside of us to say we played horrible, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, as opposed to saying that we and say you don't have to say that. Say, hey, Chloe had her best day of the of the year. You know, yep. and she on she did on my team, which was awesome. And so she played really great at a high level. So hey, we had Chloe play playing great. We didn't win today, but you know whatever. So and then really when you're talking to your team can you reframe the experience into into what you said like and there a lot of times they don't want to hear it but what's good about this right what's good about us getting our butts kicked especially when we were competitive like we were close in all three matches not i mean we lost by 5 you know 7 but we were competitive at least and i guess what i'm saying is what can we take from this there were there were stretches when we were hitting you know, 400, you know, there were stretches when we were serving really well, right? There were stretches when we were, or there was one point where, you know, we were whatever. And I guess the same, what I'm saying is instead of summarizing the whole thing as a win or a loss, can you break it up into sort of its components and say what, what did work, even if it was just for a little while?
0: Well, and I I think that one of the new kind of reframing little um, catchphrases is it's not win or lose, it's win or learn. Right. 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 Win or absolutely. Work. Okay. And what did we learn? And what did this team do that we didn't do? And can we apply that as we go on and learn our lesson and move on and get a little better?
1: Yes. Um,
0: you're not going to be able to change what happened. Right. It's in
1: the books. Yes. <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. And, and we were talking about this um, just a little bit before. It's like, you know, they served with more pace and accuracy than we were used to, right? right so what can we learn from that oh if we can just serve with a little bit more pace and that to go and,
0: and once again yeah. I, I think that yeah the players learning and then I, I don't this might be in you i don't i don't mean to throw this Good. in but um coaching too it's like hey yeah. listen we haven't given you guys enough tough serves right. in practice right. we got bullied by their serving right. and we got to get you To see those serves, it's not your fault. I mean, hey, we we passed. I mean, these are our numbers. It's it is what it is. Right. Um. But it's not your fault. We haven't how much how many of those serves have you seen in practice? Not enough. Right. We got to get you tougher serves in practice, and I'm going to do that.
1: And I think that's a great great way of saying
0: it, like taking responsibility. Yeah, taking some pressure off them. I mean, if there's stuff that they didn't do well that you haven't practiced, right. And hey, it's not their fault. They shouldn't feel bad. It's like no, we just haven't been there yet.
1: Yes. I love that point. That's a really good one. Next, don't overly emote, right? I see so many coaches so fired up on day one of the tournament and I get it. They, they're they trying to be competitive, but especially when it's negative emotions, they're already so keyed up a lot of times. It really just does not do any good. Like they feel like you're trying to push the right button, so to speak. I really feel like that may not be the time. It it In general, I would say it's probably not. You know because they're already pumped they have these high expectations you know they're trying to impress um you know they so i would say pick the right time on that and
0: yeah start. and there's a fine line there because you have to be who you are right as a Absolutely. coach and there's some guy i mean hey you look at a guy like uh, lingenfeld or somebody like that i mean he's right. just uh he's not on the sidelines right. but that's just the way he coaches <laughs> right. i mean he's a great coach yes but he's i mean i don't think i would tell every young coach hey watch him and copy what he does right um, but that's his personality and he's been very good and his, his kids are, you know, I think Amazing. that's the way he yeah. is every practice so <laughs> and consistent. that's the way he is in matches. Right. But I think that emotion that is now on this cool customer and then all of a sudden, you know, shit goes south and you're, oh, you become this nut. Right. Right. Exactly.
1: So, I, so, I mean, I think that's a great point. So I would say also find some cool plays they made and call those out. You know like the likelihood is you you, if you lose you still made some good plays so what are they
0: well and what how have you improved right right hey we did these things we worked on in practice we're getting better here so that's good yes uh yeah reminding them of that because just this overarching thing of oh we lost everything was horrible that's not never the case, right?
1: Absolutely. And then I think this this matters a lot, and we had to remind them this a couple times. But the value of playing teams that are better than you—yep. Everyone wants to get good, and I honestly believe one of the best ways to get good is to play teams that are better than you, because, like we said, we learn from yep. it, and they're exposed. We're exposed to stuff that is better than we are, and so it pushes us to that next level. And so we want to remind them: look, we want to get out here and compete with these teams, as long as we're just not. As long as we're engaging it in the right way, we're being competitive, we're also being respectful. And if we lose, we lose. Um, And finally, love the challenge that it can bring out in you, right? Smile. And then the other thing is like, enjoy being together. Like, we could lose all our matches and we hung out with some of our favorite people in a city we really like, you know, doing what we love, enjoying the sport we love. Like, come on, it's good right this is a good <laughs> losing is okay that's not great but we're literally doing something that there's probably maybe one or two things in the world that we'd rather be doing than this so that's it go
0: for it enjoy it yeah i'm going to throw one more thing on there and yes. that is like framing that as listen it's easy to stay together yes and have a smile on our face and do everything when we're kicking somebody's ass yes <laughs> yes and the test for us is hey we didn't play that well but were we together? How was our culture? And you talked yes. about your team, and you were so kind of proud of their culture. And that's hard to do when you're losing, right? And it's e- way easier to do when you're winning. And if, if teams can do that, then I think you can go in and kind of reframe that, and they feel like, hey, yeah, we're, you know, hey, our culture's good. We could be proud of that, right? Uh, because we were able to stick together and we were able to stay positive even when we weren't playing well. Right. Hey that happens to every team in the world right there're going to be times when they don't play well
1: Absolutely and then last one here is just move on to the next match just on to the next you know and that's it's one of the beautiful things that's why we have three games you know that's why we it's not just one you know the volleyball culture continues yep. right so we'll we'll live to play again and I think that that's a, a beautiful thing. Stick, stick with the team and they'll stick with you. I like so it. That's what I got. So we're on to the videos. All right.
0: The videos. Uh, uh, I'm a little self indulgent here with the videos. Two of them are mine. Okay. Uh, so the one is my pair's tostro where we just do some body to ball relationship with some toss and pass, seeing if, hey, can we get that platform frozen? And have an idea of playing around with the length of our stroke. Okay. And so where our hands are finishing, so we're freezing there. Okay. And the second one is teaching spiking to beginners, where we have a little approach. Okay. Uh, and then some of the arm swing stuff. And then the last one is a John Dunning. Okay. Setting basics for beginners. And we talked about that shape of hands. And he does a nice job of of taking beginners through uh, how he teaches setting to, okay uh, someone who's never
1: set before very cool i wanted to put this on the pod i was able to p- compete against russ rose's club this week there you go i was so You take cool. him down uh no oh we i would because i
0: because i would have if he would have i would have been calling <laughs> him and talking <laughs> some trash i was like i
1: was like starstruck you know and his club is his awesome name it's, it's called the fight club So, yeah, but we went three, we hung in there, but anyways, I saw John Dunning and I thought of Russ Rose and I was like, man, what a cool thing. All right. And so now I'm on to the resource of the week. All right. What do you got? It's called, it's a book. Um, I'm listening to it on audio right now. It's called read people like a book by Patrick King. And it's all about seeing people's really small, um, movements and understanding their motivations in order to read their intentions and what the, probably their next possible behaviors are. It's done from like sort of a kind of, it's not from a volleyball standpoint. It's more like a dark arts kind of oh, okay. <laughs> like CIA kind of oh. thing, I guess. Um, but, <laughs> but it's pretty cool because I, I've already picked up a couple cool things and um, I, th- I think it's cool for coaches because obviously, reading people is a big part of what we do. Yep. You know? So, I think it's cool to be able to read people. And yeah, it's good to, to get
0: out, out of that, that volleyball and that's the sports, yeah. uh, you know, world and get into something that's a little bit different.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, that's it. That's the uh, resource of the week. And what a fun episode. Well done. Good episode. Yes. Feel free to check us out, everyone, on the aoc.thevolleypod on Instagram and the volleypod on Twitter or now they call it x so we, got, we drop all our episodes uh sort of uh just letting everyone know our episodes are coming out on there and so feel free to check us out and we will have all the videos unlocked in the show notes so once again thank you so much Todd. well Appreciate done it.
0: davis good Thanks. job